Hello, and welcome to the Soul Pepper Podcast. Each podcast introduces you to the artists, both on stage and behind the scenes, who help put together the plays and concerts you'll see here at the Young Center for the Performing Arts. On May 14, Beverly Cooper's play, Innocence Lost, takes to the stage. It's based on the case of teenager Stephen Trescott, a 14-year-old boy in southwestern Ontario, arrested and convicted for the rape and murder of a 12-year-old girl in 1959. And while it's a well-known case internationally, its effects still reverberate in the community where it took place, now almost 60 years ago. In our conversation, Beverly describes the unique challenges of bringing this piece of Canadian legal history to life for the stage. It's such a fascinating case because, um, to me, it's really about that moment when our innocence as a country and our belief and authority really started to shift. It's that time, right? So... It had so many elements of that that I was interested. It's, you know, how did we almost hang a 14-year-old boy? It's, it's, it's questions about community and justice and injustice. All of those fascinated me and its effect on that particular community. So the play was first produced at the Blythe Festival and the case took place uh, about 15 minutes down the road just outside of Clinton. So the the community of Blythe was very nervous about this play being done and in fact they, they felt that they'd been treated shabbily, that they were thought of as rednecks that lynched this, you know, were about to lynch this 14-year-old boy, but really they had only had the information that they had at the time. But there was certainly, there's people in that area who still believe he's guilty and there's people who believe desperately in his innocence and families were torn apart about it. So when I was writing this, there was certainly kind of a tension in the air that I was going to be dredging the whole thing up again. And a lot of people mentioned in the play are are people that still live in the community. So there was a, uh, I certainly felt an obligation to get it right and to show many different angles of this case. Um, But when the first artistic director uh, broached the subject of doing it years before I actually got they started getting threats like a death threat letters saying do not bring this up so they're a really lovely caring community but I I was conscious that they would be coming and if I didn't get it right uh, I would be told on the street the next day <laughs> When I first started doing the research, I thought, well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll dramatize the, the trial. You know, it'll be a trial kind of thing, right? And then I thought, oh, okay, well, that's a bit dry and a bit... And it's, the story seemed so much bigger to me as well and had a bigger scope than that. Um, so I, I really became fascinated with the kids um, who were affected by the, this case. And, you know, we had... Um, a 12-year-old girl who was raped and murdered, and her 14-year-old classmate is accused of committing the crime. And I thought about all those kids in the classroom with them, their friends, you know, and um, to kind of see it from their perspective is sort of where I, I, I kind of had my eureka moment as a playwright. To me, 
One of the most important lines in the play is this comes from the lead character, Sarah, who's a fictional character, and the whole play is really seen through her eyes, and she says, this is how I remember it. Uh, this is my view. Seeing it through a childhood friend of theirs, it kind of gave me some... It, allow, it freed me up by having a fictional character because um, I also wanted to be true to those people who lived this and not try to put words in their mouths too much. So the, the words that come from Stephen Truscott and um, uh, you know, Doris Truscott and um, the other people who are named in the play, their, their attitudes or their words are pretty much on public record. So, but having a fictional character, I could do anything. I could go anywhere and have her question anything and feel morally fine about doing that. So that really helped. And I also wanted the, I want the audience to go on an emotional journey as well. So um, having that character and her her view of it helps me do that. The title Innocence Lost, it, it's twofold. One about these kids who really had their childhood kind of taken away from them, particularly Stephen Truscott, you know, at 14, he's put in jail and he lost his high school years. He was in, you know, and all those things of great promise um, that was lost. Also, the kids who were in the classroom with them, I think they had their uh, beautiful childhood innocence taken away from them. But I think as a nation, um, we had our, our innocence taken away from us, our trust in authority. That I think uh, the time, you know, the late 50s, we really trusted authority. We trusted doctors, lawyers, teachers, um, you know, the OPP, the police, the military to do the right thing. And this case questions all of that. You know, who, who, who can you trust? And if we don't have trust and authority, then what have we got? So it's, it's but I think there is healthy skepticism now, um, but, but the cost of that is losing innocence. Mm -hmm.